0: he's certainly not the only one but he was the only one mm-hmm. who both sees it and was put in a position to actually you know his position as a as a as a doctor and as the first doctor to have to deal with an outbreak yeah. in the continental united states yeah and also who happens to be the one that god gave the you know. This the remedy.
1: Yeah,
0: right. So I mean, that's a lot of coincidence. Yeah, coincidence, quote unquote,
2: coincidence. So, so to speak.
0: Right. If you think about that. Yeah. Can I, can I? Can I get? Can I share some? Just some more coincidences. Yeah. So okay. So he is, he is the, he's the, the first doctor in the, in America to deal with this to, because his community was the first, like we said, the first community to have a major outbreak. Mm-hmm. um and so and w- another thing is that just on a side point when you look back at this you realize it had to be uh make she, i don't know how to say uh you know i'm just gonna have to say hcq yeah yeah most people know it. hydroxychloroquine yeah okay, i'll say just, well. be, just be careful Yeah, I'll just, I'll say that one time. So from now on, I'll just say HCQ. Yeah. So it had to, HCQ had to be the answer.
1: Yeah. It
0: had to be. Nothing else could have been the answer. Yeah. Because, and you can't, not even Tylenol, because not, not, you know, Africa and India doesn't, they don't have Tylenol.
1: Yeah.
0: But you know what they have? They got HCQ.
1: That's crazy. They got
0: HCQ like dust. Yeah.
2: And they have Ivermectin for river blindness and stuff.
0: Ivermectin is not as widespread, mm-hmm. but HCQ is truly, absolutely ubiquitous, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and it's, the, it's literally the only thing that entire countries had, like Honduras, for instance. They all, that's all they had.
1: Yeah.
0: They didn't have any, like, if, if, the, if the solution was literally anything else, then they would have had a widespread pandemic and who knows how much mass death. Yeah. Which is obviously the intention. Yeah, for sure. You know what that means? That means that God planted the cure before the machinations of the evil people even began.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: And somebody might have even known that HCQ could play a big role in, um, in averting what they were trying to do. Okay, but they didn't expect anybody else to put two and two together. Yeah. Okay? And or, or even those that they did, they didn't expect them to actually do something about it and do and, and, and act aggressively. So, so again, it goes back to the question how come, how come it was my brother who was the first one? Aside from being. The first doctor who actually had to deal with a massive outbreak, right, as a single community doctor,
1: right?
0: Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he was he was uh, he was basically the you know uh, he served a community of Satmar Hasidim, yeah, thirty five thousand people that lived in a square mile. Okay, so uh, he was desperate to save his patients; they were like family. He lived there. He he was practicing there for almost twenty years. Yeah, you know, and um, so so basically, what what was it? Why do why, you know? Like we can speculate. Like how come God chose him? Uh, it's because he happened to be a brilliant doctor who has the he had you know <coughs> the respect of being a great doctor that people listen to. Like, he, 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 really, he really is an exceptional doctor. He, he, he did a great job, and he really cared about people. And, uh, you know, he, he, he does a great job, and that's it. I mean, it's simple as that. You know, he's really dedicated, and he's very good at his job. And he's also very learned in, in terms of, uh, in spiritual matters. He knows, he's very learned in, in, in Hasidut. He's very learned in Kabbalah. And... Um, on, on, on some level, people even you didn't call, cut off a little bit. How about you? Also got cut off a little bit. I'm not sure. Right. Hmm. How That's about weird. now? Yeah, it's a little better. So so on top of being a great doctor, he's also like I was saying, he's he's very learned and mm-hmm. he, you know he's very knowledgeable in Hasidut. He's very knowledgeable in Kabbalah, mm-hmm. and in practical in some practical issues, he, you know, he, he's also, um, you know, he he has he has some sense. Yeah. And and aside from people coming to him to seek medical advice, they would also frequently come to him, you know, just to discuss spiritual issues, too. Okay, mm-hmm. so, he, so he wasn't just simply, he isn't just simply a doctor. He also is a, is a teacher and a, a spiritual mentor to, to many people there.
1: Yeah.
0: On top of that, he's a Lubavitcher Shliach to the Satmar.
2: That's interesting.
0: You know, so like a, like
2: officially or the, just not kind of, of, not, not, of the not, a,
0: not officially, but yeah. but you know, officially, like yeah. once I believe that once the Rebbe disappeared yeah. from from you know from view physically, right? Mm-hmm. Out yeah. of, I don't all that official anything official. Chabad went out the window for me. Like yeah. you know,
2: the all only the
0: only the thing official. What did you say? All the shluchim and all the all the all the. houses no, no, I mean, I mean, I'm. It's fine. I'm just saying that whatever, only the shluchim that the Rebbe sent out himself, right, during his lifetime, yeah. are to me, like, you know, considered like official, okay? Yeah. Now, the ones who were sent out after his lifetime, they might also be official because, you know, I'm sure, you know, the, the influence, anybody who's like, you know, who, who's guided by <laughs> the Rebbe is, is and tries to do what he wants people to do, it, it, it is a shliyah, you know. Anybody who just takes it very seriously. So you don't. Have, mm-hmm. I don't think it's very important to be yeah. recognized by you know, you know, a bureaucracy of some kind. Yeah, for sure. But uh, you know, he's basically the only lo- um who lives among the Satna probably for as long as he did, and was in good standing with the community. Very good standing. He really, he really gave that community his uh, his, you know, his mm-hmm. um, his all. Oh.
1: You know?
0: So you know, so there's there's a lot of overlapping things. There's a lot of layering here, and you know, it's starting to. The, I think for me, the picture is clearing up as to why you know, Hashem sent it, gave him the ball, so yeah. to speak. Um, also, and I, I think this might be the most important even though he is a very excellent conventional doctor, right? Yeah. He was not encumbered by the, by the stiff institutional mindset yeah. of people who are generally considered to be conventional doctors. Yeah. He had the knowledge and the experience and he kept up to date with the latest, you know, research and the latest, uh, findings um, because he was always he was very he he's not one to rely on what he learned in medical school right to treat people he wants to see what is happening now he was always researching the latest to, to provide the best for his patients yeah, for, sure. for
2: sure and it's always like you know the thing that kills me when you come to people and and you say you know about your your brother's thing and they're like well there needs to be studies i'm like okay so when it comes to his thing, you said there needs to be studies, but when it, come, when it comes to the things that they're forcing us to take, you said, you say, well, we don't have time for, uh, you know, approvals, we have to use under, we just don't have time. So for that, we don't have time, but for this, we have time.
0: Now, of course, nonstop uh, hypocrisy. I mean, that's, it's that's just, it's <laughs> not about kind of
2: right the, the doublespeak,
0: you know. Double speak, gaslighting, you know, yeah. nonstop hypocrisy, and they enjoy it. Yeah. the reason why you know like usually mm-hmm. when people get accused of being called like hypocrites they get ashamed they're you know they try to deny it and this and that yeah. they're like These you guys know, are not, they no know what i mean yep you know like picture like you know when you're a kid and somebody says "Ooh, you like that girl you know and they say, you you like marsha you're like no i don't shut well, up you know like yeah. that kind of yeah that's how people are ashamed. like when, when you call them hypocrites yeah Right, but not these guys. They they love it. They're like, yeah, I know. We're really, isn't it? We really enjoy it. You know, and look how we get away with it too. It's like the emperor from yesterday, young fool. Of course, you know, of course, a I was just gonna say.
2: I was just gonna say about the whole thing that you said yesterday. With the
0: yeah, so so basically, you know, so he is not a, he's a conventional doctor, but he is not trapped in the conventional mindset. He wasn't trapped in that prison, that institutional prison, no. right? Uh, he, he is aware and is familiar with spiritual realities, okay? And you have a lot of doctors who are from the Orthodox community who consider this as Orthodox, but it would seem that when they are doctoring,
2: yeah, it's, uh, it's separate.
0: Right. Where's this, you know, the spiritual part, where is that? Now, now, just to be fair, not every not every Orthodox doctor gets to be a doctor in a very spiritual community. People who, you know, your most of your patients are also people who are familiar with that mindset
1: yeah.
0: uh, with, with the spiritual realities, or they're aware okay. of them. Okay. And so that can cultivate, you know, the, like like it, it's probably, you know easier for my brother to to develop that aspect of himself as well because of who his patients are so not everybody gets the privilege of having that opportunity so let's it's, be like,
2: it's like he was able to use the operating system because the uh, it fit with the uh you know they could be macabre so to speak
0: yeah you and can what, install that right and then if you have you know, another doctor is also from Yid, but he doesn't get, you know, he has to be around people who are not uh, familiar with that. So he doesn't get to develop as much. So, you know, I'm not, it's, it's, I'm not trying to be critical, but I'm just saying that it's, it it was a unique opportunity, a unique circumstance Mm -hmm. that my brother was in. Okay. So that allowed him to cultivate this non, this kind of like, he was free from the from this sickness that we're seeing. Look at the doctors now, yeah, for sure right they are they are jailed in the institutional mindset. they are institutionalized. you know do you recall
2: can, can I tell you something real quick like i remember uh, it makes, it reminds me of when you mentioned the whole do- the do- the doctors in most of these hospitals that are not combining you know spiritual aspect it reminded me of. When I first started trading stocks, and my boss, just this Chinese guy, he would go, "When you're in a bad trade, he's like, he's like, just get out." He's like, "We're not, we're not a synagogue, we're not a church, we're not a mosque. We don't sit and we don't pray. We don't pray for things to go our way." <laughs> and at, for, at first, I thought, i was like, that, that makes sense, you know." But it, and then in the back of my mind, I was like, "Well, why not?" I
0: know you're. Do a fool. we know where our parnasa yeah.
2: comes from? Do we know that maybe sometimes, like Hashem, can help us in a certain Jam or situation, yeah, we have to do our histadlos But like, sometimes, yeah, maybe it helps to just like, yeah, say to him, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, cool. of course. Like the Jew, the Jew in the back of my mind was like, "Well, this Chinese guy's wrong," sort yeah. of. But uh, you were gonna say, it. I'm sorry.
0: I don't. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So. So basically, um, so my brother had this unique opportunity you know, to cultivate uh, this mindset, which freed him from, from the institutional mindset. He wasn't as trapped in it because uh, because he had this opportunity to not be trapped in it. So, so it, it seemed that he had all the qualities necessary to, to, to push this past the establishment. So just, just to, just to I, I wanted to go back for a second. I was gonna mm-hmm. talk about the idea of being institutionalized.
1: That's funny.
2: Hopefully yeah. not in the way that we're thinking about. No, but that's the thing. See, yeah.
0: that is exactly what it is, because
1: yeah, for like,
0: sure. I, I even remember in the Shawshank Redemption, right? You know, yeah. or other prison movies, they talk about like being institutionalized, right? Mm-hmm where you are put in a, an institution which breaks you, the institution itself corrals your mind, and like a prison is an institution, is an institution, and it's a system which is Mm -hmm. created to break your spirit, or to break you, it's an attempt to break you of whatever makes you an individual, it's, it's a prison-like mentality, so, when it comes to prison, like actual prison, you know, it's kind of understandable because if you're in there, if you're a violent offender, uh, you know, then perhaps it's good to be broken of that mentality. Yeah. perhaps, but okay, we could also argue that there are better ways, but that's not for this conversation. Yeah. So, but the institutional mindset, like every institution has this prison-like uh, effect. Okay, if you're part of an institution, then you're 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 not encouraged to to think creatively and independently. Yep. You're not encouraged. You're encouraged there's, to be a drone. There's just protocols, and we have to go by
2: protocols. And you know, it's like the friends yeah. yeah. I talked to. They're like, she, you know, a, a friend of mine said, said, We're you know all these not we're we're hanging by a string." I'm and I said, and I said, "Yeah, you guys are being used. You guys are being you guys have been weaponized. You you're being used, and you're being." Uh, just tortured
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: basically you know these poor doctors in these hospitals they have to watch you know people already on the the kind of the no hope no hope uh level of things that's for shalom and then and <laughs> of course they're going to be like oh my god the, the other you know the only other solution is the schmacks because we see that at least the schmacks even if they end up here they're whatever they're not going to be in icu which is bs because yeah. today in canada you see the stats from canada Okay, the non-ICU people, most of them are in the in hospital, that are smaxed. And even the ICU people, it's like three out of every seven. It's, it's, it's slightly less than the unsmaxed, but it's still a good amount of people that are in ICU that are smaxed. That's, yeah. that's in Canada. I don't know how it is here. Similar. And um, you know.
0: Look, you, re- you read like articles every day, like they canceled an entire cruise because because there was a ninety nine percent or ninety eight percent of the uh, passengers yeah. on the cruise were schmaxinated and they yeah. all, and there was an outbreak of cold, so they had to yeah. cancel the whole cruise. You keep yeah. hearing about stuff like this, like literally every single yeah. day.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, sure. mass groups of people.
2: Yeah,
0: all schmacinated.
2: People are catching on,
1: you know. It's like,
0: um, so sort of, yeah. So so basically, um, this institutional mindset, by the way, right, that we're talking Mm -hmm. about, my brother was free enough of it Mm -hmm. in order to be able to bring this to to people and also not be bogged down by institutional loyalty. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is that he broke free from the institution that he was first a part of when he came to that community because there's there is there's another uh, there's a health center there i'm not going to say yeah. it out loud because yeah. whatever okay yeah. um and that hired him and that's how he came to that community initially
1: yeah
0: and then um you know they were stifling him and he decided to go off on his own
1: yeah
0: okay and then basically most of the community went over to him okay interesting so so he broke free from that institution. And now had he been still working there, I think history would have played out a little bit differently, it's possible. Yeah. Okay, because he would have felt the, the burden of having to go by, uh, by top-down uh, you know, directives. He would have to follow, he would be forced to follow the directives yeah. of whoever runs that center. And you know, need I, need, need I say more? Yeah, I don't, okay? So, so, so that's also an important part of the story, okay? Any historians out there, all right? And so, you know, just on a side, on a side note, if you take this institutional mindset, right? And you, you look forward like in science fiction, right? Mm-hmm. You come up with a Borg the a Borg, oh, okay. Borg from Star Trek.
2: Okay, <laughs> I'm not a Trekkie, so I don't know what you know. Okay. No,
0: no, I'm just, I, but everybody knows the Borg. I mean, you've okay. seen the you know those, those like uh, kind of zombie robot things, right? Oh ah,
2: okay, gotcha. Okay. Right.
1: Okay.
0: Like, you know, we are the Borg. Resistance is futile, right? Like, you know, they say stuff <laughs> like that. So we we will. What do What do they yeah. say? We will. We will add your, your uniqueness, to our. Our collective meaning like we we will appreciate and we will absorb what is unique yeah. about you into our collective to improve us yeah that's right? funny so, yeah so but but basically resistance is futile yeah because the system is it's so efficient everybody functions it's such it's you know to yeah. the leader of the borg it's like the ultimate bliss in the universe Yeah, perfect order you know it's like mm-hmm. it's a darth yeah. vader thing
1: yeah
0: okay so um so you know not good obviously you know when it plays out to its uh logical conclusion
2: it's in the second like movie what was the fifth element that planet that just incinerates everything
0: yeah, you know it's so funny there's no like in the movie they say nothing about it no name yeah. no nothing just it's just evil it's just a concept yeah. to come together and you know mm-hmm. we're talking you know cuz going back to basically the question was uh, how come my brother right like why did it, why, why was he chosen so i was just kind of laying out some of the characteristics and, and the circumstances which made him the right guy for the job in, my, in I, my view
2: i feel like at this point he is like a i mean this is a major lahav deal obviously he's like he's like a kind of figure where he's basically,
0: he's not Lechav, though. He's he's exactly like a Avinu. yeah.
2: Like, he, he, he's it's like literally him against the whole medical world, not against, but like meaning against the medical world that we can see actually talking in open. Because yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure there's a lot of people who doctors, tons of doctors who agree with him.
0: I would call, I would call my brother the medical
1: Mashiach. That's funny.
0: A mashiach, no, that's what i said the mashiach of the medical world
1: yeah figure figure of yeah. that
0: of that whole sphere yeah. Yeah. that whole you know what i mean that whole world that that the medical belt could be okay because um what really what he's bringing is like you see the idea behind it was actually the, the, the simplest stuff right it's not it's not it's not some hyper complicated yeah. yeah. therapy with many moving parts
2: yeah it's right? a, it's <laughs> a, it's a it's a it's a medicine that my grandmother was given for malaria when she was 3 years old in
0: 1937 or something right? Right? It's, it's the simplest of things. So it's not the, it's not the it's not the treatment itself that is really special even though thank God we have it but like it's yeah. the fact that he was he's able to push past <laughs> the institutional mindset and fight hard to bring it to the attention of, of the world because he didn't feel that he needed to be, uh, he, he, he didn't pledge fealty you know, to, to the yeah. institution that he works for over, uh, over his fealty to being a doctor and saving people. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, and to serve God in that, in that way. Okay, so, um, so, and it has to be a person who is God-fearing. And what I mean by God-fearing, I don't mean just like a, a, an observant person culturally. I mean, a person who, uh, who is affected, whose actions are affected to a large extent by uh, his, his fear and respect for God and also with a, with a, with some level of a, desi- a desire to do God's will, meaning like aside from the fear, but also a, uh, a, a, a in the positive sense, also a, a, an actual legitimate desire to do what God wants him to do. So he has those characteristics, he does. And uh, I actually, you know what's funny about that, you, you brought up the, Avrah, the Avraham thing, right? So he, I've seen him post, Uh, this meme you've probably seen it too that it says he's it's like what it's like a cartoon one one guy standing there alone and then there's like an entire like you know thousands or millions of people standing in front of him and he's saying yes all of you are wrong yeah yeah yeah, I saw that That, that. that that's what Avraham basically I don't know who any can you think about anybody else who literally was one single person going against the entire world except Avraham and my brother (laughs) I can't Okay, yeah. Um, but as a doctor, just think about like you know my brother's role as a doctor. He he was a, alone for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and w- when I say alone, I mean really alone. And it doesn't matter whether or not there are some people out there that kind of a, that agreed with the concept. Like Bakala, he agreed with the concept of you know of what my brother was proposing. You know, like to, to treat with, you know, with, with a combination of medications and not wait till people yeah. um, go, you know, go to the hospital, to, like treat them yeah. at home. My brother yeah. just started doing it. He didn't make declarations. He just did it. Yeah. And it worked. Without,
2: without, without fanfare, without, I mean. Without fanfare, yeah, without making any declarations.
0: Right? Yeah. Okay. Without having any committees, without, yeah. he just started doing yeah. it. End of story.
2: Yeah. Let's have, let's have double blind peer reviewed. Yeah. By the way, man, I wanted to mention this whole peer review thing. Yeah. Did you see? Like, I send you the video. of This guy, Doctor. Uh, I just wanted to say, I'm
0: sorry. I just want to say, McCullough is, is. I appreciate his support and everything that he's doing is awesome. It's definitely helpful in, in 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 spreading the message to a, a much wider. I mean, there, you know, it couldn't have done it without him, really. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, the fact that sure. he the fact that he committed, you know, his name to this, I and mean, he he really did go out on a limb. Yeah. Um. But, you know, he's still part of the institution, of the medical institution. Yeah. You know? Sure. So it's different. So basically, so my brother, he was alone, entirely alone for so long. I cannot Mm -hmm. tell you. Mm -hmm. Only one doing.
1: It It was amazing. Mm -hmm.